Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2198. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, with a very special guest by the name of Brock Patterson. Brock, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Man, let's do this, Mark. I'm excited. All right. We're going to have some fun because what your job is all about is I think you're like a provider of dreams, an inventor of fun. So that's kind of a good uh, preset for what we're going to talk about today. But before I introduce you and we dive into your life, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about Brock? So one of the one of the things that you may not know, and I think w- what differentiates me in this industry, so I've got a master's degree uh, from Middle Tennessee State University, and I was a college professor for a few years in the entrepreneurship department uh, back in the kind of 2012, 13, 14, 15 time. Uh, it was an incredible experience. It was one of those bucket list, right place, right time moments, had the right kind of connections and mentors. And so I got to check off some that I never thought I was able to do, but I was a college professor. It was an absolute blast. Very cool. I love it. Well, especially in entrepreneurship, even better, because that's a great thing to teach young minds about that you can go out and do whatever you want, but there's a methodology to this so that you'll be successful and you won't fall on your face. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Brock is the National Specialty Vehicle Manager at Reddick Brown Ford in Morrison, Tennessee, where they specialize in a line of custom vehicles and limited production projects. This includes offerings from companies including Shelby American, Tuscany Motor Company, Roush Performance, Hennessy Performance, SCA Performance, Rocky Ridge, and Ford Performance. This isn't your normal Ford dealership, I can tell. Brock, a Jack Roush Award winner, started in the automotive industry in 2015 as a director of marketing and one of the largest at one of the largest Ford dealerships in Tennessee. He's negotiated contracts with national and global brands for exclusive custom vehicle build projects, and his clients range from business professional to C-suite members, professional athletes musicians, actors, and many other automotive enthusiasts. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsors. So give them a little love. They keep the uh, a very expensive fuel in the tanks here, and we'll be right back. Cool. Autumn has arrived. The weather's changing, and that means your vehicles need extra protection against everything Mother Nature can drop. Covercraft offers you a multitude of layers of protection for your special rides. Are you putting your summer toys away? Watercraft, RV, motorcycles, trailers, or even your patio furniture? Covercraft has a custom fit cover for whatever your need. Covercraft offers you 10 different car cover options. That's right, 10 for your special vehicle's protection, whether stored inside or out. All carefully crafted into the form and fit with the quality and and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. And don't forget their custom fit seat covers, pet pad, Fido's going to get wet and muddy, I guarantee it, dash mats, sunscreens, and custom fit floor mats and trunk mats. Whatever the surface you want to protect, Covercraft has your solution. If you use the code ya 21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code yeah 21 at checkout. Come on, Mother Nature, bring it on. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. 
I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company, and I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework, I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around, and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers' insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider, according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Fall is here, and you know what that means. Time to put a good coat of protection on your vehicle. I'm teamed up with AutoGeek, and they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started back in 1997 as a small mail-order catalog company grew into a multi-website-based e-commerce store, and that's what they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries, and its retail sector ships worldwide. If you want to protect your vehicle this fall, and you should, go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and technical support. AutoGeek.net is where I go for my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. So, Brock, we are back. So I want to talk about what you guys are doing there, because when I was uh, reached out to to have you as a guest on the show, well, he works at a Ford dealership, but that's great. I have lots of people who've been at dealerships, managers, salespeople, owners. But this one's a little bit different, what you guys do there at Reddick uh, Brown Ford. I mean, you... You create dreams for people that are maniacs or crazy. And that list of brands you work with, oh my gosh, I mean, I've had some people from these companies on the show. So what's the deal there at your company? What are you guys doing and why? Well, so, you know, the, the, as they say, the riches are in the niches. And so it is our, it's our model. We're a performance based uh, Ford dealership. And so we do a lot of performance, you know, high horsepower custom build trucks. Uh, we have a lot of partners that we're able to retail with. You just listed all those, uh, Roush Performance, Hennessy, Shelby, Tuscany, and the like. So they're incredible companies. They do a great, they do a lot of great builds. What we found is, is that there is a, you know, uh, urging for people to, they, they want these high performance vehicles and, 
you know, as we move further and further towards the agenda for electric, they want these ICE vehicles supercharged fast, and we know what they want uh, ahead of time. And so we're able to build, spec out, and offer an experience so great they forget they're actually shopping at a car dealership. Our goal is to you know, really recreate that first time somebody got behind the wheel when they were, you know, 13, 14, 15, and they were on that maiden voyage driving a car. We're going to recreate that for people as adults in these high-performance limited production vehicles. Now, do these brands typically sell their vehicles through dealerships like you? Because I've always thought of specialty brands, and I'll pick since I'm a Porsche guy, uh, Roof you know, that you go directly to them in Germany and order cars through them. Uh, but these brands that you work with, um, which I had some of them on the show, my understanding is you can go to them or is it exclusively through dealers like yours? Yeah. So some of the companies, like for instance, you can go to Shelby American with your Mustang and and have a build uh, done, you know, even, you know, previous model year. So you can you can actually go out to, to Las Vegas and build your dream super snake car. Hennessy Performance also has the ability to do retail orders for clients that have, you know, a Raptor, an F-150, a Mustang, you know, even into the, you know, Camaro uh, line. So, so those two companies do, but, but for the most part, they uh, supply the, the, the chassis. Uh, in, in a lot of cases, we actually supply the chassis too. They build the conversion, they ship it straight to us. So some of the companies ha- are set up for retail orders, uh, you know, for you and I, if we owned a vehicle to send, and then some of them actually go flow through the car dealership. You know, in our case, we get the inventory and sell it as a one completed build. Okay. Yeah. We all know about supply chain issues. I don't even want to almost say those words to you because I'm sure it's been a huge headache for your dealership and all the dealerships across the country. But do these kinds of bills, are they affected by that or have they been affected by that? Or is this a whole nother world that we're dealing with? No, they, last year, I think I went six months without any inventory on the performance side. You know, the, you know, 2020 hit. I don't think we started to see uh, lower inventory levels until some point last year. You know, dealers were stocked up through the end of 2020. So 2021 was pretty tough for me and for the dealership on the performance specialty side. It wasn't until July that we started to see you know, any type of increase in inventory, a lot of it supply chain related, some of it tuning, new updates, refresh on a, on a body, you know, uh, a particular model so that, you know, it was a perfect storm for delays on, on our end. But, you know, the, the, the good thing is, is that, you know, we're, we're well communicated with by our, our partners to know what's happening. You know, we, we try to communicate to our customers, you know, I feel bad saying, I don't know the answer. That's such an aggravating response. I know customers are tired of hearing it. I am. I don't like hearing that. <laughs> yep. But I just told somebody last night on a Bronco order, you know, in, any idea when it's going to get pulled? I said, man, I have no clue, you know? And so that's tough and frustrating. Uh, I think, you know, especially in this segment of buyers, a lot of these people want it now. Of course. They, they want it. They want it immediately. Right. So you have to manage that expectation going into it. You know, we, we try to do a good job of being honest and transparent about what's going to happen. I'm not going to overpromise a bill that's going to happen any sooner than others. But yeah, we've been affected by the supply chain. Uh, and we just kind of, you really just have to be urgent, you know, once you do get the inventory to make sure that you have a pretty good stick rate of somebody that's reserved a product ahead of time. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it just seems to be never ending. Have you seen or are you getting a sense right now that things will be improving? Because on top of what we've been through, now we've got interest rate issues. Now, most of the people I assume buying these kind of vehicles are probably paying cash, so they're not financing. So that doesn't really affect them at all. However, in your general dealership, these increased interest rates are like, we're just getting out of this catastrophe and now this happens. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's just a warpy world in the automotive sector, isn't it? It is. And you, you've seen in the last 90 days a little bit of uh, caution on, from buyer's perspective, even on the high horse, horsepower performance, you know, higher retail uh, MSRP. You know, they're, they're more conscious with their dollar today. Maybe that decision used to, you know, take them, you know, a week to make. Now it may take two or three weeks to make the decision to, to purchase. So, yeah, yeah, we, we are across the industry nationwide. We're seeing a little bit of a slowdown on, on that. But I think as as we continue to get new product that's arriving in, I think that's going to help the market uh, you know, get improve just a little bit. You know, the used car market is certainly, as you know, taking a uh, up and down swing there. Yeah. And I think if, if you were trying to get out of a car and you and you think that you're holding on to some gold, I think you're six months too late to that party in terms of seeing high value. So the, the, the reality is the used prices are starting to adjust to be a little bit more normal. And as, as that happens, you'll see some of the dealers that were selling over MSRP, those prices will start to come down on new vehicles. We did not uh, ever sell over MSRP. We, Yay. We, I'm proud of you. <laughs> you know, I yeah. see that, not that I'm, I'm out buying new cars all the time, but I see that and it just feels bad. It's, it's like during Monterey Car Week when Motel 6 triples their rates and just because <laughs> they can and you just feel yeah. like you've been used a little bit. You know, it's, it's kind of like buying any car. If you don't feel good about walking out or driving out the door and you go, God, I think I overpaid, but I really don't know. It just, it takes the fun and cars should be fun, especially these kind of vehicles, these specialty vehicles. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And, 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 and you're right. There, there is, you know, kind of that supply demand law in in effect that you, you did see you know and and and, and honestly you know house house prices were you know homes were worth way more than yeah. than they probably oh, should be oh, I, yes. I know a few <laughs> homes in my neighborhood that are now listed that normally would have been sold quickly have been on the market 30 and 45 days and so the price you know if you paid higher before you know that was the market value so uh, you know I understand and dealers you know obviously you've got you know your your either your ownership and and you've got your employees to take care of. So I get why people do that. We just took a hard, fast rule. We never did it before. And, you know, we, we're not going to do it now. And I think that we, you know, whether people remember that or not, I don't know. It's tough to say whether people are going to remember who marked them up in six months, a year, two years. But some people may feel it when they go try to trade in in the next six months and realize that, uh, uh-oh, my car's not worth what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's a like I said, it's a weird, wacky world. Now, you deal with a lot of professional athletes as well. So I do. is that group of buyer different than your typical automotive high-end performance enthusiast? Because those of us like you and I who have been car fanatics our whole lives, we're, we're kind of a, a unique breed. But when you get an athlete who's maybe just come into a lot of money in the first time of, of their lives and they want to go out and buy something really cool, is there something different working with them? Is it a little bit more unique or other than they want it today, they want it now because they've, yeah. they've got cash in their hand? 
Yeah, so they are, you know, the the professional athlete is is a little unique. And I think one of the things that helps me with that professional athlete is, you know, number one, you know, who I am, what I represent, my my demographic of who I am and how I promote my personal brand online. I've got a pretty big Instagram following uh, online. A lot of athletes find me through Instagram and reach out. You know, to me, it's just, you know, give them a good service because number one, you know, you hear the horror stories of, of athletes who get their money taken from, uh, yeah. from them and, and, you know, and that maybe they're broke later on down the road. You know, we just try, I try to be Again, honest, transparent, good experience for them. I make it easy. You know, I just dealt with a pretty high profile uh, athlete and, you know, we've exchanged text messages. You know, they're they're real. If, if you do the right thing for them, if you're if you respond to them, answer their questions, reassure their buying decision, make it an easy process. Then and you've got I'm, I'm, my name is shared across locker rooms all over the country just because of the experience. Now. It doesn't hurt that we got some pretty kick-ass cars and trucks <laughs> yeah, here too, you exactly. know. So they know who we are because of our Reddick Brown Ford brand. My son Braxton, he he just actually turned twenty-one. He manages. He's our marketing manager. Oh, wow. He manages all of our Instagram, TikTok. We have a YouTube channel. So everything we do a lot digitally, and you know, we my, my goal is to promote to attract buyers like you described my target market. So that that is what we try to attract. And we do a real good job of getting them in and creating a good experience for for those professional athletes. And they're man, they're a lot of they're a lot they're a lot of fun too. They're oh, no, they're okay. a blast to do it with. Yeah. Well you must be a very proud dad to have your son there working with you and promoting the brand and so forth. Is your is your dealership rather unique in this kind of offering? Because I think about the dealerships around where I live. I don't, I don't think I know of any of that do the kind of things like you're doing with these high performance builds. There, you know, there's dealers like this all all over the country. You know, there's there's a dealer 90 minutes away from us that that does the same same thing that we do. We just happen to embrace who we are, that that we are unique. And again, I, I think. Too many people, you know, you, you, good to great, you know, the book. Oh, yeah, Jim you know, Collins book. About yeah. all these blue ocean strategies. We know that we can dominate through digital. We we know that we can. Are there better videographers than, than Braxton? Uh, 100%. Are there better uh, SEO, SEM? 100%. Are there guys that are better looking than I am and younger and <laughs> oh, come have on. more product knowledge? 100%. <laughs> yeah. The one thing they don't have is the ability to get up day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and do this every day. That's what makes us different than everybody else is that we're willing to get, I mean, on days that you don't feel like getting up on day, like today, you know, I, I hired a trainer, um, a couple of months ago. I have in the last two years lost 140 pounds. Oh my gosh. In- Congratulations. That's awesome. And so I hired this trainer and today I'm sore. I'm absolutely sore. I didn't want to drive in. I've got about an hour and 10 minute drive to the office. You know, I do have the luxury some days that I can, you know, work remotely. If I don't have the inventory in, I can, you know, book all my deals, but you just got to come in and, and do everything that you need to do day after day. And that's what makes us unique is that we're willing to we're willing to put in the time and the investment, and you may not see the return in 30 days. You may not see the return in 90 days, but eventually, if you do it long enough, you're going to see the return. 
tenacity, bulldoggedness, all those kinds of things that stick to itiveness and so forth. Well, that's tremendous. And congratulations on the weight loss. Thank you. That is not easy, but man, yeah, as you know, it's well, well worth it. Yeah. How you feel about yourself and everything. So that's, that's quite excellent. Do you think that your teaching when you're teaching entrepreneurship helped you a bit in what you're doing or you just, I kind of sense you're probably just a wired guy that you are used to working hard. Yeah, so yeah, I, here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner. I think it's one, that's one thing that also makes me unique. I read about a, a book every week. Wow. I've done that since around 2000, maybe 1999. Uh, so I've got a vast library. I'm constantly learning. I mean, you wouldn't know. The, the number of times I've used a dictionary or Google to look up a word that I didn't understand what it meant. I was like, I've never seen it in that context. You know, I'm, so I'm constantly learning. I'm very humble. I understand what my blind spots are, my weaknesses. And so I'm, I'm able to take feedback constructively and use that to grow. I'm very connected in that I, I seek out relationships with people that can make me better, that I can help get better. So I think the entrepreneurship and the teaching side allowed me to teach other people. I think it just helps a teacher get better, right? You're making the student better, but if you got to prepare to help somebody get better, then you're going to get better in the process. And then as a result, yes, um, I do think some of it is just being hardwired with you know, I got a little bit of chip on my shoulder. You know, I went from D's to degrees, the class clown to a college professor. You know, I still haven't shown what, what I've got left to, to showcase. So there's some of that underdog mentality that I have that, that allows me to, to, be, to be different. Well, bravo. You dropped a lot of golden nuggets on us right there in that, that little segment, which is tremendous. You know, one of the things that you know, and you've alluded to this, surrounding yourself with better, stronger people is how we get better. Uh, mom was right. Pick your friends wisely, right? <laughs> There's a reason our moms told us that. Do you have a driving impression, some type of a mentor or someone who's really been influential in your life that's helped you? Oh, yeah, yeah. And and I didn't realize the my, really what my dad represented. You know, I, I don't think I appreciated him until I got older. You know, it's kind of one of those things. You just, you know, he was blue collar. He worked at Bridgestone. Uh, you know, he was, he had crazy shifts like this mad dog shift where you work early one day and late the next, he was constantly working, but I'm going to tell you what he sacrificed and provided for my family. He always told me this. He said, shoulders back, right? Chest out, head high. And I didn't, you know, I just, you know, and I, and I practiced it. I practiced it over and over again. I didn't really understand what it meant. And I think as an adult now, I realize that, you know, what he was trying to say is you're going to have terrible days. You're going to have, you're going to feel like you're in quicksand. You're going to feel like the world's against you. But if you have your shoulders back and your chest out and your head high, you know, you're going to be more confident. And it, it, it stuck with me. I had another friend of mine, Taylor Loyal, uh-huh. who um, is uh, just an incredible guy. And he told me, challenged me, this has probably been seven or eight years, years ago. I had this habit of I quickly master things. And I want to move on to the next project. I don't want to get stale. I want to move on. And he said, I challenge you, stick to this for five years. He said, keep your head down and don't look up. Now, for me, Mark, you know, that is very, very hard to do because I'm going to get bored quickly. Well, I've kept my head down. I'm going on year seven or eight now. And it is, uh, it's made things easier, but, but more challenging. Uh, I've been more focused. I've become a better subject matter expert. And then I'm now able to take parts of my career 
and grow and expand in areas that I want to do other things on. So, so my dad giving me that advice early and Taylor challenging me about seven or eight years ago has really helped me to, to kind of grow and become a better person. You know, your comment about shoulders back, head up. Um, have you, have you read Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life? Oh yeah. 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 I think that was his first one. That was the first rule of the 12. Uh, if I remember right, my son gave me that book. And you know, if you read that, the first chapter about lobsters, you're like, what is this all about? (laughs) What? But then he explains it and he goes on with it. But yeah, I love that. Yeah. What a great thing to have a father like that. We'll take a short break. Thank our sponsors. We come back. I want to talk about challenges because no doubt a guy like you've been, has met up against a few of those. So we'll be right back. Keep your seatbelts on. (laughs) All right, cool. You've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine here on Cars, yeah, for a couple of years now. Well, they're growing. And in 2023, they're going to grow from four issues a year to six. And there's an opportunity here for you to take advantage of this growth. If you go to LinkageMag.com and click on the Renew button, if you already subscribe, you can get a great deal. Use the code RENEW6 for one year and you'll get six issues for the price of four or Type in Renew 12 for two years where you also have a great savings. Plus, they'll even throw in a free Linkage hat. How cool is that? The publisher of Linkage is Donald Osborne. He's been a guest multiple times here on Cars Yeah. He's become a good friend of mine. And I'll tell you, Linkage Magazine is one of those newer magazines that you're going to want to get. It's all about experiences, opinions, and values. It's a wonderful publication, something I look forward to getting. And now that I'm going to be getting six a year, even more special. So go to linkagemag.com. Again, use the code RENEW6 or RENEW12 to get that special deal. Do it before December 31st, 2022, so that in 2023, you'll get six issues of Linkage Magazine instead of four. How did you discover your path to a fulfilling life? Too many young people flounder in finding an education and a career that fits. But for those who have a passion for cars, trucks, and motorcycles, and who love working with their hands, problem solving, and fixing things, a career as a professional auto technician is incredibly rewarding. Cars Yeah! is pleased to team up with TechForce Foundation, our charity of choice in bringing scholarships, technical education, and hands-on experience to young people so they can discover a possible future. Join me and lend your support by visiting techforce.org today. So challenges, I love this question because it's really more about the outcome, what you learned from it. So share a big challenge, maybe even a big failure, something that happened along the way. But looking back now, you went, man, I'm glad I went through that. may have been tough at the time. But I learned an awful lot. One of the things I think that a lot of people have a hard time dealing with is that there is no skip to the next part. You have to go <laughs> through things. And so and I and I've kind of embraced that you have to go through it. You know, I started out going to college just like everybody else, you know, did back in the in the early nineties. You were told to graduate high school, go to college. I was irresponsible, immature, ridiculous. I was animal house. It was it was ridiculous. And so I started college. I didn't finish. All my friends started graduating, making money. Yeah, I realized it was time to get a job. After 17 years, I went back to college and finished my undergraduate degree. Wow. Now, keep in mind, I was a D student. 
I was uh, on the dean's list four straight semesters. I was inducted into three national honor societies. As soon as I got done, I finished my master's program and ultimately became a, um, a professor at, at Middle Tennessee State University. Now, here's what I learned. You know, I, I, I felt like a failure the whole time leading up to that. You know, I had there were things that I was doing that I was, in, you know, getting better in my career. But I had that degree kind of looming over my head, you know, and, and it works for some people. It doesn't work for others. But for me, I set out to accomplish something and I failed. So I just committed to it. And once I think you, you, you commit to something, you have to commit first, right, in your mind. Your mind has to say, you, I, I'm going to do this. If you don't commit to it, you're not going to do it, right? You and I both know that, Mark. I committed to I'm going to go and I'm going to finish my degree, right? I had no idea I was going to finish a master's you know, program, but I committed to it. And, and what I learned is, is that if, if I stay with something, again, Taylor Loyal was way far advanced in, in his comment to me. If I stick to something long enough and you can go through it, not skip to the next part, then you can accomplish just about anything you set out to do. Same thing with my weight loss journey. It was once I committed, I woke up and said, either you change or just stay the same. Well, I wasn't going to stay the same. So I, I, I committed to it. So I think both the weight loss journey and going back to college kind of taught me that once you set your mind to something and, and you remove all your distractions, there's going to be haters along the way. There's going to be people telling you don't do this or you can't do that. Block them out. And, uh, and, and really focus on what you want to do. And you would be, you know, people don't talk about the degree part. You know, I don't ever bring it up. It's actually, you know, both of them are, are in my office, but it's, it's a sense of pride and accomplishment that I feel every single time I look at those for me, I did it for me. And I think if more people did things for themselves and not other people, golly, imagine, imagine what you'd accomplish. So that click point, that moment where you make that decision to do it, is there something that you might, I mean, there may be people listening, I'm sure there are right now that go, well, yeah, I, I want to, but I can't. Or they put things in their way. They sometimes make up imaginary obstacles, you know, well, I'll start tomorrow. It's always the tomorrow or the procrastinator. What could you maybe offer a listener out there that struggles with that to get to that, what I call a click point, to yeah. flip the switch. Okay, the lights are on now. I'm committed. Do you do you say is it a, a goal setting process in your mind, written? What is it? So so I and this is one of the. It's funny. One of the projects I'm working on. I'm working on. It's called the Resurgence Zone, and it's like it's stories of comeback stories and how I've kind of gone through. You know, I shouldn't be where I'm at today, Mark. I, I really shouldn't. I, but you know, time obviously is on our side, you know, we can mature and grow, but the resurgence zone is something I created a couple of years ago. And the first step you have to go through is called the ignite phase, right? And so if you if you want to launch anything, right, you, you have to ignite it. And the ignite phase is simply, you know, you're you're looking around for inspiration. You're looking at books. You're looking at mentors. You're you're reading passages. You're doing some introspective thought. You're you're, you're talking to people. You know you're kind of going through this this ignite phase where you got to get off the ground. Now a lot of people stay in the ignite phase because they they that paralysis by analysis. They overthink things. It's got to start on Monday. I'm going to start my my diet on Monday. Well, if you don't start on Monday, well, I'm going to start on uh, on a month that is the first day of the month starts on a Monday. So <laughs> yeah. then you wait till September. I'm going to start next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people get stuck in that ignite 
phase where you just once you've done the homework, once you've realized what your goal is, once you realize what you want to do, and you've had enough, you know, uh, people and or passages that are giving you some information to 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 start that journey, you gotta you gotta then launch, right? And launching eighty percent of the fuel on the space shuttle is used to get it off the ground. Yes. 80% of what you're going to do is just going to get you to start whatever it is you start. And once you realize that, that it's going to take all of your energy in the beginning just to get going and, and realize, hey, it's going to be hard. I think that's the, that's the, the that ignite phase and that launch phase of, of doing anything. And then you just recreate that. So if you want to start something new, go back to the ignite section, right? Figure out, get some, do some homework, do some reading, meet with mentors, interview people, do those things, ignite. And then eventually you got to get to that launch phase where it's small actions day after day after day. You know, it's tremendous. And it goes back to Jordan Peterson's is number two uh, is treating yourself. Let's see, like you are responsible for helping someone else. Yes. It's reimagining in your mind that you are important enough to do this for. And I think a lot of people, they don't think of themselves that way. They, you know, they, and when you think of yourself that way, well, I'm helping someone else. You always, most of us like to help other people. Yes. I mean, that's the secret sauce to life. So if you treat yourself like that, you can get through that ignite phase and uh, get into the next phase when you're going into orbit and doing things. So, wow, wonderful inspiration you are. Yeah. I had no idea our talk would go in this direction. I'm so glad <laughs> that it did. But let's get back to cars. I want to talk about a special vehicle in your life. One yeah. car that really stands out for you and maybe a story about that ride. Oh yeah, so so I always wanted uh, growing up. I wanted a Ford Bronco, and I could I couldn't afford it. You know, parents weren't going to buy it for me. You know, I I didn't make any money to 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 purchase one. I even looked at the Bronco twos back in the day and thought maybe I could buy one of those with cash if I save up. So I never did buy buy that Bronco. So obviously the 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 uh, long anticipated re release of the Ford Bronco came out. I I placed an order. I had a build. It was uh, blue in nature. It was a 2021 Ford Bronco. Beautiful. I put 37-inch tires on it. It was you know, absolutely gorgeous. And we had a snow day. It, it, and uh, it, actually, this this June, January, we had a huge snow in Middle Tennessee. It doesn't snow a lot here. So my son and my daughter and I took off. Oh, my gosh. The, the scenery was gorgeous. Getting this, and I'm not an off-road guy, you know, but I, but I pretended like I was. It was surreal. We got some incredible pictures. We watched people do donuts, and I was able to get out in this Bronco that I'd always wanted for twenty-something years or more, and and just enjoy it. It was a kind of a bucket list thing and a proud moment that I got to spend with both my kids. Oh, it was unreal, unreal. I was so afraid this story was going somewhere else <laughs> with that <laughs> unexpected rare snowstorm and the car ended up wrecked or something. So no, I'm so, no. I'm so happy we didn't go there. Uh, yeah, that new Ford Bronco is pretty cool. I had a couple past guests who are well known, Tom Cotter, who's bi- dr- written all the barn find books and Michael Allen Ross photographer. They stopped here at our house on their tour from Key West to Dead Horse, Alaska. Oh, cool. A, Ford gave them, loaned them a new Ford Bronco. They had a, a beautiful trailer in the back, and they were traveling across country, back roads, meeting people and as part of writing this book. And uh, they pulled it up in the driveway. We offered to let them spend the night and shower cool. up and made them a dinner and so forth. Um, but uh, yeah, now I'm going to have everybody call, hey, Mark, <laughs> I'm coming through town. Can I have dinner <laughs> at your house and spend the night? So uh, yeah, that was fun. But I had not seen one up close and personal, and they're really cool. 
Uh, even my daughter's got an interest in it. I mean, she's not really a car gal, so uh, that's kind of fun. So I'm going to be your car psychologist here. This should be yeah. fun. I'm going to crawl into your skull a little bit here. If you were reincarnated, manifest as a vehicle, what would you be and why? Oh, man. So I would go, here's where I'm going to go. I'll tell you why. 1993 Ford Mustang convertible. Okay. Right? Fox body. It's uh, the year I graduated high school. I love that body style. It's got it's a it's a little bit bigger, bulkier frame, you know, kind of like myself, you know. So it's got some. <laughs> not anymore. What's that? Not yeah. yeah not, not, anymore. not anymore. Yeah. And uh, so it's a little bit bulkier car, but it's now a collectible. It's uh, a lot of people. It's highly sought after, you know. And I kind of, you know, it's kind of symbolic to my life a little bit that you know here it is this 1993 car. 20, you know, 30 years later is, is something people are looking after kind of symbolic to my life. And if I had a buddy that drove a, a Mustang convertible candy apple red in high school with a white top, and I was so jealous of that car. I wanted it so bad. Uh, but I, but I think that would be the, the car I would be reincarnated in. I like it. Very, very cool, especially the tie-in to graduation year and so forth. Yeah. I think that's why those those Fox bodies are finally coming around because, again, we've got these millennials born in the 80s, 90s, and or they were teenagers then, junior high, and they really thought those were cool, and now they can go out and buy one. So that new generation of car buyers, collectible car buyers, is coming through. Yes. I had a 66 Fastback that, for a while, that was my daily driver that was built into a GT350 Shelby clone. And it was the fun. Oh, it was so fun. I couldn't get gas in that car without half hour talks with people. Everybody <laughs> has a Mustang story because that's the Mustang to me is like a little bit Camaro, but like the Porsche 911. It's just been around for so long. And there's right. so many generations of stories and passion and fun with those cars that they just kind of keep living on. So I'm glad they're still with us. New yes. things coming out and so forth. So I still can't figure out. Maybe you can tell me why did Ford name that EV a Mustang? What the heck was that all about? You know, I don't, you know, I can, I can only <laughs> in, infer that eventually they'll drop the Mustang name and just call it a Mach-E. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I just I kind I think, of scratched I think my that, head. That's just my that's my guess. That's my marketing hat. I, I yeah. think you know you introduce it, you kind of show it, you know, and then and then you drop the Mustang part and just call it the Mach E. Well, I think they need to do that. So give them a call, would you? I just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That one made me scratch my head as a longtime marketer, as a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, I'll bet. Trying to explain that one. Now, as far as great reading, you mentioned you love books. We love books here. I love books. I've been recommended, or there have been many recommendations. In fact. On my website, there's a place called Guest Recommended Books, where there's over 2,500 books recommended by my past guests. Is there one that you could share that you really found valuable? Yeah, you know, I'm not going to give you one of the traditional books. I, you know, okay. I guess I'm a little unorthodox. So I'm not, you know, I'm That's not going to okay. give you what I would typically give yeah. as a standard answer. So the book Green Lights, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, new, fairly okay, new Okay, I don't know if you've yeah. read that or not or heard, heard not. about that book. It is unreal. His story, uh, you, you know, he, you, you can hear him talking in that book. He's telling got that stories great voice. About his brother yeah. and his dad and his upbringing and those green light moments. You kind of start to think about your life and, and whether you have these red light moments or green light moments. And you can apply. It's a very cool book, a good story about him. If you like him at all, uh, I'd, I'd recommend that, that, that book for sure. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I, 
don't think, now it's getting harder and harder with almost 2,200 guests here to remember yeah. every book recommended, but I don't think so. But I've read some about that and watched some interviews about that book and thought, okay, well, I wonder, you know, being a celebrity sometimes, well, I really that insightful, but he has something about him and his swagger Yes, that is just kind of like very confident uh, seems genuine. I we only know him from you know movie stuff, and yeah. it's hard to judge people. But I'm happy to hear that. So I'll make sure I put a link to that and uh, get myself a copy of that book and uh, enjoy it. Sounds like a good one. So thanks Great for one. thanks for sharing that. So let's go on the ultimate drive here today. I'm going to buy you anything in the world to drive. You can take it anywhere, and you can take anybody with you, even somebody from the past who's no longer with us. That opens up the world to all sorts of unique and Crazy opportunities. I had one guest that actually wanted to take God with them on this journey. There you okay, go. Okay, that's kind of wild. Yeah, cool. So uh, what does the ultimate drive look like for you? Oh, man. So I think here's what I would do. I, I sell a lot of Shelby F-150 trucks here out of our store. The the There's an off-road version, a lowered four-door, a lowered two-door. They do a Shelby F-250. They do a Shelby Raptor. I mean, so, and, and, and they have been really good for us. They've been good for our family. You know, we, we named our dog, our puppy Shelby, uh, Malty cool. Uh, so her name is Shelby. She's about a year old. I think I don't care the year either, right? I'm not going to be picky. Oh, thanks. GT, <laughs> okay. In Monterey, Pebble beach. And I want Carol Shelby on that drive. All right. And, and I just want to listen. I want him to drive and tell me stories and I want to sit back and I want to listen, want a notepad, and I just want to, I just want to hear the stories and, 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 and see what he would think about, you know, the, the past, the current, the future of automotive about the Shelby brand and just drive through Monterey Pebble beach in a, in a cool kick-ass Ford GT. Don't care you know, what, what it, what it is. You know, it's so funny. I was just looking at some old photos of the quail, which is part of the Monterey car week that I've attended some pictures that I took of Carol Shelby, I got to, that was the second time I ever got to meet him in person, uh, was at that event. He was there as part of a speaker and I got to go up and say hi. I had met him years ago when I took the glove box off my fastback to Monterey Laguna Seca and he was there and I had him sign it for Nice. Me. Uh, for that car. Nice. Uh, but Preston Lerner has a new book. He was just a guest on my show two weeks ago called Shelby American. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of that book? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't read it, you should pick it up and read it because it's not just about, it's a, not a rehash of Shelby. It's about all the people that Shelby surrounded himself with. He was a smart marketer. He wasn't a rancher. He wasn't a, I won't say he wasn't a businessman, but he was very untraditional businessman. But he knew how to surround himself with a very powerful team. Yes. And you think of Ken Miles and Peter Brock and all the other people that worked with him that he surrounded himself with. So, uh, yeah, but I, I, yeah, what a character. Holy cow. What a yes. life. You know? Yes. I mean, just amazing. I think that's pretty darn cool. Well, you've taken us on a very cool ride today, Brock, and I can't thank you enough for spending time with me this morning. Awesome. And dropping all the value bombs and the golden nuggets you dropped for us today. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some words of wisdom, inspiration, or some advice for our listeners? Yeah. So one of the things that, that I have tried to practice lately is, is this, you know, so, and, and it's kind of Matthew McConaughey, it's weird. We're going to bring him back up again, had a speech and, and this is maybe an adaptation. I think we're going to be in three, three phases of our life, right? We're going to be looking forward. We're going to be looking back and most importantly, we need to look up. So as we look forward, I, I hope that our listeners, uh, you and I, we look forward in anticipation 
of great things and excitement and newness. And we have all those great feelings, right? And we don't have fear and anxiety when we're looking forward. And when we're looking back, I hope that we're looking back with appreciation and gratefulness and thankfulness and not regret or sorrow. But the most important thing we need to do, and my uncle shared this with me, and he used to drive me nuts telling me I needed to stop and smell the roses. And I don't think he ever meant literally to stop and smell the roses, although one time I was on a walk and I did just that for him. And what it (laughs) taught me was is that we get caught up in the day-to-day and this grind and this hustle culture and all these things that we need to look up, right? We need to look up from our phones, We need to look up from our computers. We need to look up from what we're doing on our day-to-day life and just enjoy the time that we've got with our family and our friends and just live in the moment. So look forward, look back, and look up. It's awesome. Very well said. You know, I, I heard this quote, which relates to that. If you are depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. Mm. Very That's relatable it. to what you just said. Very much so. You're right. Sometimes we need to stop and look just up. look up. Right. Yeah. And you know, it'd be a great thing to do that if you're around friends and family versus your face buried in that phone yeah. looking at that next message or that less, that next post or whatever it might be. Yeah. We've all been around people that do that. And it's like, hello, I'm right here. Can 100%. we talk? I'm, yeah. I've been, I'm guilt, still guilty. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I try my best when we go out to dinner or dinner time, whatever, is to turn that thing off, put it in another room, yep. put it on silent. Uh, it's important. How can people learn more about Reddick Brown Ford? Yes, so they can visit us online 24-7 at reddickbrownford.com. They can take a look and and find us on uh, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, at reddickbrownford. You can find me out there at Brock Patterson all over as well. Absolutely. Thanks to your uh, mighty son, Brock Braxton? Braxton, that's right. Your mighty son, Braxton, and all the good things that he does there. So maybe we need to get him on this show. I want to do a shout out to uh, Jared Holland at Publicity Factory for connecting me with Brock. So Jared, thank you. Another all-star you brought. Yep, brought another all-star here. Brock, thanks for your time today. Thanks for being so generous. Thanks for sharing some wonderful, wonderful sentiments with us. Congratulations to your successes. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. All right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for uh, this uh, experience, Mark. It was great. To the listeners, uh, listen, go after your dreams, uh, accomplish everything that you want to get, and remember, look up. There you go. Look up indeed. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!